Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. $3,100 healthy home upgrade for free. For more information, call Any Hour Services or schedule online at AnyHourServices.com. Listen, and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Well, it's fair to say on this uh, Tuesday afternoon, beautiful day on the outside, by the way, the question of the day is, is independent Senate candidate Evan McMullen accusing Republicans here in the state of Utah and around the country as being racist and bigots? And, you know, it all comes down to this ad that has been airing on uh, television stations here in the greater Salt Lake area. Uh, in the race between McMullen and the uh, incumbent Mike Lee. This is an ad that was put together by the Club for Growth. That is a super political action committee. Uh, McMullen today filed suit after the, uh, the, the ad ran here in the state of Utah. He filed suit against Club for Growth and the television stations. I haven't heard any on radio. We'll play it here on radio for you because we want you to hear what we're uh, talking about today but uh, has filed suit saying the ad is deceptive and misleading. Now, one television station has already agreed to pull the ad. I believe that's Channel 5. Haven't heard from the other stations as of yet. Uh, We understand one report indicated that uh, Club for Growth has now offered a different ad to uh, Channel 5. I'm not sure if they're going to run it. That's one story that I heard today. Uh, But basically, the ad, uh, McMullen's campaign, claims that the ad is edited, and it is, it's clear, and I'll play everything for you so you can understand that, but the ad would lead him, people to believe that Evan McMullen, who does not want to run as a Republican, did not want to challenge Mike Lee as a Republican, uh, but is running as an independent if he, in fact, is calling Republicans uh, racist. Uh, and if you listen to this ad, like I said, we'll play it for you in just a second, you can determine, then we're going to play the entire comment that McMullen made on CNN back in 2017 and let you see, first of all, it's obvious the ad is edited. There's no doubt about it. I'm not questioning that. But by him raising the question of racism within the Republican Party, is he in a way attempting to paint every Republican as a racist? Okay? And we'll get into that with you. How are you, everybody? Hello, Utah. Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show on a very busy Tuesday afternoon. Great to be with you this afternoon. Got a great show lined up for you, as we do each and every day. Coming up, David Drucker will join us. David's going to take a look at the change starting to take place in public opinion polling. Remember, over the summer, a lot of people were saying the Democrats are picking up some steam, picking up a little momentum, but all of a sudden that is starting to change. And we'll talk with David about that. There is a real debate going on in Utah County over the city of Orem and efforts on the part of the city of Orem to possibly break away from the Alpine School District. There was a report released yesterday by the Utah Taxpayers Association, 
and we'll get into that. We'll talk with the uh, Taxpayers Association. Rusty will join us a little bit later on. We'll talk about that, and we've got a lot of other things lined up for you today. So as always, great to have you with us. Great for you to be a part of the show if you want to join us. 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, all you do is have to dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. All right, now, let's get into this uh, Evan McMullen lawsuit today. Uh, he's filing a suit basically claiming that an ad being run by the Super PAC, Club for Growth, is misleading and deceptive. It is a deceptive attack on Evan McMullen. Evan McMullen is now running television ads. I just saw one before he came on the air this afternoon in which he is taking issue with this ad. So what is this ad all about? I'm going to play this. this. This came out, what was it, about a week or two ago. It is three women sitting around uh, like an outdoor picnic table or patio table, whatever you want to call it, looking at an ad and what Evan McMullen is talking about and giving their opinion. Here is the ad. Well, wait, excuse me, I'm going to finish. The Republican base is racist. These bigots. What Evan McMullen says, that doesn't feel kind. He's derogatory towards a huge group of people. To me, Evan McMullen is a charlatan. He's trying to play that middle and be independent. He's pro, you know, Utah, I'm pro this and pro this, but then you see this other part and you're like, oh, wait. And he's like, you're not smart enough to remember what I said. He's just an opportunist. Club for Growth Action is responsible for the content of this ad. All right, now, it is the first part that I think he is upset about because of what it, you know, they lifted some comments that he made back in 2017. Uh, this 2017 comment, he appeared on CNN to talk about a, uh, uh, in a segment where they were talking about a Nazi sympathizer who killed a woman protesting a white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, okay? And he there were, there were several people on this panel on CNN. Now, I'm going to play for you now. What he said, I can't play the the whole thing. The first part of it, he's just going back and forth with somebody. Does make a lot of sense, but this is really what he is saying here and what he is trying to point out during that CNN interview. Now, I've got to tell you another thing about this situation. I spent time in Republican politics and with Republican leaders, and Republican leaders tend not to speak out against racism in America unless it's some disastrous situation like this, and then they come out. Not all of them. Some of them are good. Some of them do more than others. But most of them don't say anything unless it's absolutely obvious like today. The reason for that... You is tried the, to derail the No, I'm going to finish. Nope, I'm going to finish, sir. Hold I'm on, Andre, finish. let him finish. The reason why they don't do that, and I know because I've been a part of it, I've seen it myself, is that there's a taboo within the Republican Party about attacking racism in America. And I know that that's the case because when you do it as a conservative, you get attacked by elements within the party. And that's where we are. And, and, and not all Republicans, of course, are racist. I was raised by Republicans who are not at all and who, who welcome Americans of all backgrounds and, and, and are not at all like. All right. But there is an element of the Republican base that is racist. And our leaders are afraid to stand up to them because if they do, if they do so, they'll be criticized and they'll potentially lose votes. And so they don't do it. But that's not public service. That's self-service. And we need leaders, especially on the Republican and conservative side these days, who will serve the country. And serving the country means standing up to these bigots. All right. Now, that's the crux of what Evan McMullen said back on CNN a couple of years ago. 
And this is where they lifted some comments that he made during this and made this ad for Club for Growth. Now, I'm going to break down my opinion of what McMullen said on this CNN ad. And you can either agree or disagree with me on that. That is your choice. First of all, a point that he made. He said GOP leaders don't speak out against those within the party who he claims there is a segment within the party who are racist. They don't say anything unless there is a major story. So he is insinuating, I think, here that GOP leaders are, in fact, so afraid of the bigots, he calls them bigots within the Republican Party, a segment within the Republican Party, that they're afraid that they'll lose their position or be attacked by those within the public Republican Party who are racist so they don't speak out against racism. I question that because they have spoken out against racism and they do all the time. And he added, he, he added this comment. Now, this back in 2017. He said it is taboo within the GOP to attack racism. I'm not sure where he's coming up with that idea because I've heard a lot of conservatives over the year who are attacking racism. So by bringing whole, the whole racism issue into this discussion, it, what is Evan McMullen doing here? Because he's saying, first of all, the GOP leaders are afraid to stand up. I disagree with them. I've heard them stand up. I've heard them condemn it. He says, well, they only stand up if it's a big news story. Well, I don't think that's the case. If you look at uh, tweets, I mean, I looked at tweets uh, that Mike Lee had sent out over the years, really attacking racism in this country, saying it has no place within America or even within the Republican Party. So he's wrong there. It is taboo for the GOP to attack racism. I'm not sure where he's coming from that. Now, he says he grew up in Republican circles. And the people who he grew up around weren't racist. But there are segments within the Republican Party. So, the ad, I'm going to play this ad again. Will you play this one more time? This is the ad that he has questioned with. Now, what you need to listen to is the very beginning of it, because that's where some of the editing takes place. Well, wait, excuse me, I'm going to finish. The Republican base is racist. These bigots. What Evan McMullen says, that doesn't feel kind. He's derogatory towards a huge group of people. To me, Evan McMullen is a charlatan. He's trying to play that middle and be independent. He's pro, you know, Utah, I'm pro this and pro this, but then you see this other part and then you're like, oh, wait. And he's like, you're not smart enough to remember what I said. He's just an opportunist. Club for Growth Action is responsible for the content of this ad. All right, now what he said, if you listen to that very carefully, he said it, it, there's editing taking place there that the Republican base is racist. Right before that, he says there is a segment of the Republican base that is racist. So by eliminating those two words, it does put a different spin on this. But by bringing this up again, is he questioning racism within the Republican Party? You're going to have to decide that. But he has filed suit against the television stations and Club for Growth that are carrying this ad right now. One television station has already pulled it. I, I'm not sure what the others have done as of yet. I haven't heard or seen anything as of yet. But he's gone to court. Now, you could look at this as well, obviously, this ad is having some impact. The polls are showing that Mike Lee is winning this race. Depending on which poll you look at, Mike Lee is, is winning in this race. And a lot of people, if you break down the numbers, believe Mike Lee will win re-election. So we've got five weeks to do, five weeks to go from today before the election. And is this a sign of desperation on the part of Evan McMullen? Who knows? 
And we'll let you decide on that. All right, more to come. Busy show today here on the Rod Arquette Show, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, if you want to be a part of the conversation today on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS, listen and you'll know. It's always great to have Melissa from Sound Sleep Medical taking center stage today. Melissa, let's talk about getting a good night's sleep, and you've got a great offer for people that we want to mention right away. What's the offer today? It is a great offer, Rod. Call now during the show, 801-438-7447. Calling that number will get you a free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices, but also today a free sleep screening. This is a little kit of equipment that you use at home in your own bed, Bring it back to us the next day, and we can download it, tell you within minutes whether or not you have sleep apnea. And we'll give you that number again at the end here if you want to take advantage of this offer. All right, how do I know I have sleep apnea? Good question. If you snore, if you struggle with daytime fatigue, or if you frequently wake up with a morning headache, those are all red flags that you might have sleep apnea, which is a pretty serious condition where you're essentially oxygen-deprived when you sleep. And it affects all sorts of body systems. Okay. Um, And does everybody have it? Um, You know, if they can't sleep, is it generally sleep apnea? There's all sorts of sleep issues out there, Mm -hmm. Rod. But if you are age 40 and over and you've never done a sleep screening test, you really need to. The only way to know for sure whether or not you have sleep apnea is to do a test. It will let us know whether or not you stop breathing during the night. What happens with your oxygen? Do you um, change? Mm -hmm. But when you change body positions, what happens then? Um, So it's really important to do a sleep screening test. And with the offer today, it's free. All right. Let's give that offer one more time. Call right now, 801-438-7447. That free sleep screening test, free sleep consultation, absolutely no obligation. Come and give us a look. Take advantage of this great offer right now from Sound Sleep Medical. Let me give you the number again, 801-438-7447. They have locations in Utah up and down the Wasatch Front, so find out more again. Green CDS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, Target, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know the Rod Arcancho coming up in 15 minutes. going to be a very interesting vote five weeks from today down in uh, Utah County. The uh, Orem City is looking at breaking away from the Alpine School District. They want to go independent. There's a real battle going on. There's been some analysis of this. And we'll talk with the uh, head of the Utah Taxpayers Association about what they found and what it will cost taxpayers there in the city of Orem. That's coming up at 435. All right, let's talk. As I mentioned, five weeks from today, 35 days from now, we'll be voting in the midterm elections. Now, earlier this year, there was a lot of talk this summer about some Democratic momentum, but all of a sudden things may be changing. Joining us on our Newsmaker line to analyze all the numbers is David Drucker, senior political correspondent at the Washington Examiner. David, thanks for joining us today. What has changed, David? What do you see going on out there? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Well, this is kind of like a football game where one team has momentum and the other team has momentum. One team might have a better offensive line, a better defensive line, better offensive players than the other, but sometimes the out team plays above its level. And what we've seen after a sort of late summer surge for the Democrats is uh, Republicans reasserting themselves, at least in these polls. And I think, you know, the important thing to understand is that, number one, the underlying fundamentals of this campaign really do um, give a boost to the Republicans. Joe Biden's approval ratings, the president's approval ratings continue to, to be low. The issue set, inflation, crime, uh, situation at the border, uh, continue to be some of the biggest issues in this campaign. They favor Republicans. And so Republicans are in the better position. What has helped Democrats is that the Dobbs decision, which removed federal protections for abortion rights, has energized Democratic voters. And a lot of times in these midterm elections, part of the problem for the party in the White House is that their voters just don't seem as interested in going to the polls. Well, because of the Dobbs decision, Democrats are definitely interested in going to the polls, more interested than they were at the beginning of the summer. But Republicans also continue to be enthused. In the latest Monmouth poll, something I wrote about yesterday, Republicans had a slight edge uh, when it came to voter enthusiasm, at least for those voters that were likeliest to vote. And so what I see today is a situation where you'd still rather be a Republican than a Democrat. But Democrats are not necessarily in a situation where they're going to get completely blown out. David, um, does is inflation in the economy still trumping abortion, in your opinion? So they are, and they have the entire time. Um, what abortion did was energize a Democratic electorate that just wasn't all that interested in voting. Now, there were some other things that happened late in the summer. Democrats were able to pass some legislation and give their voters a reason to believe there was um, a reason to invest in keeping the Democratic majorities. They were actually doing something that Democratic voters wanted them to do. But the issues that tend to matter more and definitely matter more with independent voters are inflation, are the economy. Uh, rising crime is another issue that's up there that polls better than abortion with either more voters or those crucial swing voters. So in certain races, particularly in Senate races and governor's races, this could come down to an issue of candidate quality, whether an incumbent is delivering, even if they're you know, in, in the party that's, that's running uphill this cycle. And so you might see Democrats do well in governor's races in Michigan, uh, in Senate races in New Hampshire, things like that. But when you look at House Democrats defending a majority of roughly five seats or so and defending a Senate majority that's really a 50-seat Senate majority, meaning they can only, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they can't afford to lose any seats, it's still better 35 days out to be a Republican than it is to be a Democrat. David, you mentioned that uh, the abortion ruling is energizing the Democrats, probably the economy, energizing the Republican Party right now. What is energizing independence? Is it the economy? Is it abortion? Or is it something else? Well, it depends on how you break this down and, and where you do it. Look, I, I still believe that abortion um, is served a crucial purpose for Democrats broadly, which is it has energized their base. 
normally in midterm elections, the party in power in the White House, its base is not energized. Mm-hmm. That creates conditions for a massive wave. We've seen that over and over again this century for both parties. Um, and in certain tight Senate races and certain gubernatorial races, um, we've seen women voters and and voters that describe themselves as independent leaning towards Democratic candidates in part because not just of the abortion issue, but how they see Republicans responding to the Dobbs issue in various states, even if not in their own state, uh, where there are mm-hmm. new laws taking effect without uh, restrictions for rape or incest. Um, however, ultimately, swing voters in these battleground House districts, so many of them um, want a check on the Biden administration, and their biggest concern are rising prices at the grocery store, rising prices at the gas pump, um, in some cases, what they you know see in their neighborhood and in their in, you know localities is rising crime. Uh, some of these areas are very concerned about uh, what they believe is an insufficient security at the southern border, and so I, I that's why I get back to looking at this two ways. You know, mm-hmm. people want to make this a binary choice. Well, either abortion's king or or inflation is king. Well, on the issues, inflation is king. And that's why I, you know, rat would rather be mm-hmm. from a political standpoint today a, a Republican than a, de- than a Democrat. However, if Democrats show up at the polls in force, then it could be a situation where Republicans are not able to maximize gains the way they might have three or four months ago. Yeah, it doesn't mean they won't win majorities. They don't need to win much to win majorities. They don't actually need a wave to win majorities. But it could mean that Democrats are able to stem their losses and prevent Republicans from establishing what we would like to what we like to call governing majorities, majorities in the House and Senate where they can afford to lose a few votes here and there from their own party and still push through their priorities. So um, it'll still mean a change in the guard. It'll still change a lot of things for the Biden agenda. Uh, might make Joe Biden happier politically because he can just <laughs> tell his party that, listen, man, I-, I can't do all this stuff you want. You-, you realize I've got Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy running the show on Capitol Hill. Uh, um, you know, yeah. and, and, so, and those are significant changes, but, but, you know, but it's not the same as losing, you know, I'm, I'm making these numbers up, but it's not the same as losing 40, 50, 60 seats, right? If you lose 20 yeah. seats, if you lose 25, if you lose 15, that's a good day for Republicans. It's not a historic day. It's a good day. It matters, but it's not uh, his, It's not a historic day, and it's something Democrats can build on going into 2024. Now, so can Republicans. When you win, you build on victory. Um, you know, but, but politics is a game of expectations. It's a game of, of emotion. Um, and when you survive maybe the worst possible outcome, you feel a lot better uh, than not. Look, last cycle in 2020, Republicans picked up 14 House seats when mm-hmm, they were predicted mm-hmm. to lose about mm-hmm. 15 House seats. Yeah, uh, That's a very big deal. It's going to be interesting to watch five weeks from today. David, as always, enjoy your insight. Thanks for joining us. Anytime. Thank uh, you. All right. David Drucker. He is the uh, chief political correspondent, senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. Breaking down the numbers is free. Download the free iHeartRadio app and discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. A dirt road to any place Long as I'm long gone 
Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show on this uh, busy Tuesday afternoon. A lot of important issues that we'll be talking about between now and Election Day, which is five weeks away. One of the more interesting issues is taking place in Utah County. The city of Orem has put a proposition before voters in the city of Orem which would allow the community to break away from the Alpine School District. The Alpine School District is the largest school district in the state right now. There are some in Orem who feel that Orem is putting more money into the district than what Orem is getting out of the district. There are others who feel differently, and they're concerned about raising property taxes or taxes going up because Orem City would then be supporting its own school district with administrative staff and the like. Well, the Utah Taxpayers Association is weighed in on this, and joining us on our newsmaker line to talk about it is Rusty Cannon. Rusty is the president of the Utah Taxpayers Association. Rusty, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Rusty, what is your take? You've taken a look at this issue. Where does the Utah Taxpayers Association stand? So we took a deep look at the numbers. We gathered quite a bit of information before making the statement that we made from, you know, the Utah County Assessor, the State Tax Commission, the State Board of Education, uh, some folks at the Legislative Fiscal Analyst Office, you know, as much information as we could get because some claims were being made by the various sides of this issue that we just were sort of scratching our head on. And so as we started to look into it, we, we thought, well, there's a few of these issues that we think are or some of the statements that are being made that are incorrect. So we thought it would be the right thing to do to come out and let Orem taxpayers have what we view as the right information as they make the decision. What are some of the statements or issues that have been raised that you questioned, and what did you find? So, one, we were shown a flyer by a group called Stronger Together, and we did meet with that group, uh, where they were claiming on this flyer that property taxes would go up 56% if this split were to happen. And we started looking into that. That was a pretty bold statement. And we looked into that. And just based on our analysis, when you take into, into account all of the different revenues that come to a school district, state funding, property taxes, federal funding, what have you, that we don't think that's anywhere near accurate. If, if anything, we think there are sufficient rev- revenues inside the uh, Orem area to provide enough tax base, enough revenue to maintain the school district at current tax levels. And if there was a need for a raise, we think it would be fairly modest, almost minuscule if needed at this point. So we wanted to point that out to folks. Another issue that was raised, and I've talked to groups who are opposed to this split, uh, Rusty, in the past, and one issue that was raised as well is the services that are currently being provided as being part of the Alpine School District would go away if Orem separated. Would Orem lose some of those services, and to replace them, would it cost Orem residents more money? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. 
many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Well, that's an open-ended question. We don't know how much it would cost to replace those services. But you can take a pretty good example, like, for instance, the Provo School District, you know, right next door. Look at their funding sources. Look at their revenue. Look at the programs that they do. And it's a pretty good comparison. And, you know, the world doesn't come to an end if they form a new school district. There are types of programs they can start. They can adopt. They can recreate, what have you. Yes, there would be cost to form a new district. But we think on the whole... Um, you know, there, there's a sufficient revenue for a new district. In fact, one thing that we couldn't get our minds wrapped around is that, okay, if, if Orem is being subsidized by the rest of the Alpine district, like some are claiming, then why would they so vociferously oppose the district, this, this part of the district leaving? For instance, if, if you were subsidizing me, Rod, and then I came to you and said, hey, I'm going to leave, and you were financially subsidizing me, why would you oppose me leaving? You know, <laughs> we just thought this, this doesn't make sense as to why folks are so ginned up to oppose this effort. If what is true, if, if what they claim is true, that is, the subsidization is going the other way, it just doesn't make sense. So we, that's why we put in our statement. It's, that leads you to believe that the ORM tax base is strong and fairly robust and would probably provide the needed revenue for its own district. Rusty, let me read. I got a statement from that organization you just mentioned, Stronger Together, and they, they sent me this statement. They, they're they taking issue with your report, and here's what they're saying. I want to get your reaction to it. Their, their statement says, the claim that we left out revenue sources is actually a fundamental problem with the pro-split number. Specifically, they included, I'm assuming they're indicating that you included, over $18 million in revenue from pass-through funds to um, related to charter schools and tax increment following funds that are not available to our schools. Did you include the $18 million or how would you respond to that, Rusty? You know, we'd respond. Our numbers are completely accurate. We, we put in all revenue sources that we could, could, could turn a stone over in every aspect of school funding. We, we think our numbers are absolutely solid. And it gets back to the question or the answer like I was talking about, that if the subsidization is going the way that they say it is, in that Alpine School District is subsidizing the Orem area, then why would there be such opposition to them leaving? It just doesn't make any sense. Um, in, in fact, we think it leads to the conclusion that we came to, that there is sufficient tax base, strong tax base in Orem, and that they would likely be just fine. Why is this generating so much controversy, do you think? You know, that's a, gr- that's a, that's a great question. We, we've been trying to figure that out. There's a lot of finger-pointing going back and forth, that's why we took our time in gathering our research, meeting with both sides of the issue. Uh, we're, we're somewhat puzzled as to why it's becoming so contentious. Um, we think the answer is fairly straightforward. And it gets to the idea of do Orem taxpayers deserve a more local voice in the way the district is governed, their district? Alpine is now the largest school district in the state. There, you could make a case that there are issues with that, and maybe a more localized approach is better for the Orem area. But we just wanted to focus on the tax issue. We did our best to provide a good, solid answer, and we absolutely stand behind it. 
Final question for you, Rusty. All right, you've got voters down there who are hearing both sides of this issue. If a voter comes up to you and says, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing that, what would you say to voters who are questioning whether or not they should vote for or against this? How would you respond to someone asking you a question like that? Well, you know, we we would stand behind the research that we've done, and we are urging people to vote yes. We would urge people to do their own homework as best they can. Uh, we think we've done a very thorough analysis you know, we're celebrating our 100-year anniversary this year as a Taxpayers Association. The association has weighed into battles like this for a long time, and we knew we would upset people that are on one side of the issue. We are always the skunk at the garden party for one side of the issue. Um, we understand that they're, they're quite upset. Um, you know, the, the same people that are quite upset now were very happy with us the week before when we said we were neutral on the Alpine bond issue. So, you know, you just have to take it with a grain of salt, do your homework, and and do what you think is best. On our Newsmaker line, the president of the Utah Taxpayers Association, Rusty Cannon, talking about Prop 2 in Orem. More coming up here on the Rod Arcancho. Great to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon right here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Soundsleep Medical and Melissa taking center stage today. Let's talk about the great offer you have for people who are just trying to get a good night's sleep, Melissa, but they can't. What kind of an offer do you have today? Call right now during the show, 801-438-7447. Come and see us for a free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices, but also today with the offer, a free sleep screening test. This is the way you can find out whether or not you have sleep apnea. We're nearing the end of the year. Let's talk about deductibles. What happens or is this a good time for people? It's a great time, Rod. You know, coming to see us is free, no Mm -hmm, obligation, mm -hmm. like I mentioned. But if you want to treat your sleep apnea with the oral appliance that we do at Sound Sleep Medical, it is likely covered by your health insurance. Um, It's been studied and proven to work. So many, many health insurance companies, including Medicare, will help help you with this. And it is a great time of year because many of us are meeting those deductibles. You likely have an insurance benefit, so you may as well come in and use it. Now, you offer an oral appliance instead of a CPAP machine. What is the advantage of that? Good question. You know, a CPAP uses a mask and a hose. Um, You need electricity and distilled water. With the oral appliance, it's just a custom-made mouthpiece, something you wear on your teeth just at night. It stabilizes your lower jaw to keep your airway open, oxygen levels up, much, much easier than a CPAP uh, machine for camping, travel and really if you need a backup what do you do if the power goes out with your CPAP? and these are custom fitted correct absolutely we do a 3d digital scan in every office so it's going to be the perfect size perfect fit for you like i said really comfortable and a much easier way to treat sleep apnea all right let's give them that update all right let's give them that offer one more time what you've got what do you have today 801-438-7447 is the number to call you will get that free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices. Also, the free sleep screening test. Seven locations to serve you up and down the Wasatch Front with Sound Sleep Medical. People achieve small business success of their own. I'm Casey, owner of Bim Blasters, just one of the Utah businesses booming on TikTok. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show with you on this Tuesday here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Got a home project coming up, looking for ideas, latest in colors, trends, what people are doing. Why not head to the uh, Deseret News Home Show coming up this weekend, October 7th through the 9th at the Mountain America Expo Center. 
And we have two, that's right, two four-pack of tickets to give away right now. Um, tickets, more information available, of course, at DeseretNewsHomeShow.com. And you can enter online at KNRS.com to win the ultimate home gym from Soul Fitness. Now, that includes a Soul Treadmill, Soul Elliptical, and two Soul Fitness mats. Prizes provided by the Deseret News Home Show and Soul Fitness. So, two four-pack of tickets right now to callers number 5 and 6, 5 and 6, 888 Give us a call. If your caller's number 5 or 6, you will win a four-pack of tickets to the Deseret News Home Show coming up October 7th through the 9th at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy. Um, all right, that's coming up this weekend, by the way. Callers number four, or number five and six, 888-570-8010. All right, uh, in the coming hour, we, we may spend some time talking to you about this whole Evan McMullen thing, but also I want to spend time talking to you about this movie that um, was out this weekend. And if you didn't go see the movie, you're a homophobe. That's what one of the stars is saying about this movie. We'll get your reaction to that coming up as well. Hour number two on its way. Right here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS, The Rod Arcancho. Install your new furnace and air conditioner. For more information, call Any Hour Services or schedule a free estimate at anyhourservices.com. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show with you on this Tuesday afternoon here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know we'll talk about a couple things. We're, we're, if you want to talk about this whole Evan McMullen thing and this ad that he says was deceptive and edited and was designed to lead people to believe that Evan McMullen thinks all Republicans are racist, we can talk about that. Of course, he has filed suit today against... Um, against the uh, Club for Growth, that's the uh, super political action committee that um, that put the ad together, and he's filed lawsuit against uh, television stations here in Salt Lake City that have been airing the ad for, what, a week, week, week and a half maybe now. Uh, one TV station has already pulled the ad, um, uh, and we haven't heard from Club for Growth or their response, what they're, they're going to do. We can talk about that. We played the ad, and we paid... The entire comment that McMullen made on CNN back in 2017, in which clips were lifted from that appearance and put into this ad. It only takes up, by the way, maybe four seconds of a 30-second ad, and that's what he's more upset about. But there's also some graphics of him saying some things, and we can talk about that. The other thing I want to talk about is going to the movies. Um, Americans, I think, for the most part, are pretty good at not giving money to people who hold them in contempt, okay? Uh, Though we're less good at denying our money to people who look at us like, you know, we're helpless dummies, incapable of taking care of ourselves, talking about the federal government. Well, let me talk to you about the movie called Bros, B-R-O-S. Now, it was billed. I saw saw a preview of this. It's the last movie we went to. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was several weeks ago. Uh, and Bros is billed as the first gay romantic comedy, okay, called Bros. Now, the the marketing of Bros was hopefully, and there was a lot of money spent on the marketing, 
to draw an audience, okay? Uh, not a lot of people went to see a movie about a uh, two gay guys in a romantic comedy. The American people, just, you know, they, I saw the previews, and I, I immediately went, well, I'll check that one off. I'm not going to see that. I have no interest in it whatsoever. Well, the movie bombed. It bombed. I mean, it brought in a laughable $4.8 million in the weekend. Um, and the fact that it bombed may be the funniest part of the movie. It, 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 it wasn't that funny. But then you have the uh, one of the stars of the movie who I think produced it. He may have produced it. His name is Billy Eichner. Now, Billy Eichner came out and basically scolded every American because they didn't go see a gay comedy movie. It was a romantic comedy about two men falling in love with each other. Do, do, do you have the trailer, E. Ray? Have we, if, if we've got I, I want you to hear what the, how this movie was. Okay, we'll play a portion of it. It's really long. But we're going to play a little bit of this trailer of the movie. And in hearing this or seeing this, you tell me if you'd be interested in going to see it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Museum. Everyone is really excited and totally getting along. This happens to be Bisexual Awareness Week and no one has acknowledged it! Lesbian History Month was in March! Nobody said a goddamn thing! Of course, lesbians get a month and we get a week. So what's happening? Didn't you guys have an announcement? This is a little unexpected, but we are in a throuple situation. Yeah. You're in a throuple? Let me tell you what's progressive now. Being alone. I love my life. I love my freedom. I love my independence. That's kind of sad. That I don't want to be in a throuple. I don't even want to be in a couple. Freedom. Bobby, I had sex with that 65-year-old. Jesus, he's ripped. I know. It's like they injected steroids into Dumbledore. Oh, my God. That's Aaron. He's very hot. Gay guys are so stupid. I know. But we've been smart enough to brand ourselves as being smart. All right, that's just a portion of the trailer. Yeah, it, it, it was slickly produced, a lot of music, uh, and, you know, it was heavily promoted. They they spent $40 million, I think, on the movie and the promotion part of it. And like I said, it bombed. It brought in only $4.8 million this past weekend. That's it. So the star of the movie, like I said, came out and said, look, Americans, you are a bunch of homophobes because you didn't go see this movie. You cannot accept gay men falling in love with each other. And because of that, you are a bunch of homophobes. Now, he did bring up the fact that apparently the movie is not that good. 
okay, and that the American people. Now, I want to take you back to a couple of years ago, uh, and apparently we're, we're homophobic. Um, now, one of the most popular movie, or popular shows on, I'm not sure which channel it is, I don't stream this, it's called Shit's Creek. A lot of people watch that movie. There's a prominent gay uh, uh, personality in that movie that gets a lot of attention. It is very popular. It's award-winning. And I think Americans, gay or not gay, heterosexual, watch that, and they enjoy that that series. It's a comedic series. Now, the other one I want to bring up was back in 1996. How many of you remember a movie called The Birdcage? Now, The Birdcage starred Robin Williams, Gene Hackman, and Nathan Lane. There are some very funny scenes in that movie. Now, if you haven't seen the movie... The film centered around a gay drag club owner in South Beach named Armin Goldman and his partner, the overdramatic headliner, Albert Armin's uh, Albert. Okay, that was Nathan Lane. Now, Armin's son wants to get married to the daughter of a very conservative Republican senator, Gene Hackman. And what follows is a hilarious scene of attempting to win the senator's approval for his daughter to marry Val. It was a very, very funny movie. Now, The Birdcage was a movie for everyone, and it was released at a time when there were not so many societal pressures for actors to speak out. As a matter of fact, Robin Williams, who supported the gay community, never came out and said anything about it because back then people didn't say anything. But Americans went to see a movie like The Birdcage. It was a very, very funny movie. If you've never seen it, there are some very hilarious scenes in that movie especially when Robin Williams is trying to teach Nathan Lane to be more masculine, and he couldn't do it. It was funny. So here you have a movie called Bros out this weekend about it's a romantic comedy. We don't have many of those, but the characters in this are gay. And because the American people don't go see it, this Billy Eichner takes the opportunity to claim every American out there is a homophobe because they didn't see his movie. That's going to win you a lot of people going to see this movie. All right, so I want to get your reaction to that. And, you know, you don't go see my movie, you're a homophobe. That's what he said. said it's a good movie. You know, Rotten Tomatoes loved the movie. The critics did, not the, not the audience, by the way. They also praised, remember a couple of years ago, the Ghostbusters movie with three women? You know, it got a lot of praise, too. Nobody went to see it. I mean, it's just the way it is sometimes. So here you have a movie, romantic gay comedy, people writing about it. This guy's saying you didn't see it because you're a bunch of homophobes. Your reaction to that and also the Evan McMullen story today, your thoughts and comments coming up right here on the Rod Arkent Show, 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. More of your calls and comments coming up on the Rod Arkent Show. On center stage today, Melissa from Sound Sleep Medical. What offer do you have for people today who are trying to get a good night's sleep? Call right now, 801-438-7447, and we will give you a free sleep consultation with one of Mm -hmm. our sleep consultants in the seven offices that we have up and down the Wasatch Front. But also today, a free sleep screening test, Rod. This is a little kit of equipment that you get to use at home in your own bed to Mm -hmm. find out whether or not you have sleep apnea. What do you learn from that? What does it tell you? Good question. It is a strap you're going to wear around your chest, Mm -hmm. a little pulse oximeter on your finger, 
and a nasal cannula in your nose to measure your breathing. And again, this is at home in the comfort and convenience of your own bed. Those three pieces of equipment are going to tell us things like your heart rate. What's going on with your oxygen? Do you stop breathing and how long does it last? You know, some people stop breathing for up to two and a half minutes during their sleep and they have no idea that that's going on. You can just imagine what that does to your oxygen levels and uh, all of your body systems, you know, especially your brain and your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell me about uh, the oral appliance that you offer instead of a CPAP machine. What's the difference and why do you believe it's better? Okay. An oral appliance is much, much easier to use. Um, It's something that you wear on your teeth just at night. It's custom made for you. So it's the perfect size, perfect fit. It stabilizes that lower jaw to keep your airway open, oxygen levels up, snoring goes away, treats sleep apnea, and it's likely covered by your health insurance. Mm -hmm. And comfortable to sleep with because it's custom fitted? Absolutely. Like I said, perfect size, perfect fit. Health insurance doesn't pay for gimmicks, Rod. I mean, this has been studied and proven to work. Um, even the government health insurance companies like Medicare and TRICARE will pay for this. All right. All right. Give the offer one more time. Call now, 801-438-7447. You will get a free sleep consultation, but also that, and most importantly, the free sleep screening test. Do this test at home in your own bed just to make sure you're safe. They're here to give you a good night's sleep, and if you want to find out more, call Sound Sleep Medical right now, 801 Available October 11th. Pre-order now at StuffYouShouldReadBooks.com or wherever you buy your books. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show on this Tuesday afternoon. By the way, I'll be off uh, starting tomorrow, and Citizen Hughes will be stepping in and filling in, batting, pinch-hitting for me, so to speak. He'll be with you uh, tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday as I take a uh, couple of days break, and he'll be here tomorrow. All right, uh, if you're just joining us now, we're talking about a couple of things. Evan McMullen today filed suit against uh, the Club for Growth and against some um, Salt Lake City TV stations for airing an ad from the uh, Political Action Committee, Club for Growth, uh, that he says is deceptive. The editing was designed to show that he believes all Republicans are racist. Uh, We can talk about that, or we're talking about this movie, this uh, first gay romantic comedy movie that um, premiered this weekend, did a horrible job at the box office, only about $4 million, maybe a little bit more than $4 million. They spent well over $40 million on the movie, and one of the stars of the movie, his name is Billy Eichner, has come out and tacked every American out there who didn't see the movie, claiming that they're a bunch of homophobes. 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250, and say, hey, Rod, let's go right to the phones. We begin in West Valley with Steve tonight. Steve, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Hey, great. Uh, about the movie... I don't know if you know it or not, but at the end of the movie, they make a commentary on the No Say Gay Bill in Florida. They have an argument in the movie about second graders going to a gay and lesbian sex museum. And in the end, the second graders go to the museum. That's how the movie ends. So it's it's not just a a gay romp. It's a pro-gay second graders going to a gay lesbian museum. So it sounds, Steve, like you went and saw the movie, did you? And what'd you think of it? No. You didn't? I listened to, uh, if you see some good reviews, there's Chris Gore on YouTube. Oh, yeah. He's a reviewer. 
Mm-hmm. If you listen, he was he was tearing the movie up and down <laughs> because he says because he says people without kids shouldn't make movies and telling people what to do with their kids. Uh-huh. But in the end, this is a commentary on the no say gay bill in Florida, and yeah, they end up going to a gay lesbian sex museum. Second graders, wow, in New wow. York. Pretty amazing. On a, All right. on a class field trip. That's how the movie ends. All right, Steve. Thank you for that information. Like I said, I only saw the preview. I didn't see the movie. I have no desire to see the movie. I guess I'm a homophobe because I won't see the movie. But uh, it's interesting that the uh, there are some there's some critics out there who are ripping into this thing. Back to the phones we go. Let's talk with Jennifer in Brigham City tonight here on the Rod Arkencho. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm. I've got two comments. Uh, the first one, really quick, is that, you know, there's so much gay everything being pushed throughout TV, movies, everything. There are so many gay characters that just makes you feel like there are just gays everywhere. And if that's the case, I'm surprised more of them didn't go see the movie. But secondly, it seems to me like it's more of an agenda. And I heard one of the best quotes ever from Tom West that you don't have a right to praise for making me uh, approve of what you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's a good you quote. Don't, you don't have a right of self-esteem by making me praise you for what you're doing. Yeah. That's what it is. And, you know, just because they don't have self-esteem, they, they're always trying to make us feel better about what they're doing and their actions. And we don't have to, just because they're calling us names, you know, I don't go to a lot of movies, and that doesn't mean I'm Andy this or into that. It's just I'm not interested in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he's got a big chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he sure does, and he has an agenda on his shoulder, doesn't he? But just because, you know, there are a lot of movies. I, I, I rarely go to movies anymore, but that doesn't mean I'm against everything out there. There are just some bad movies out there. And this movie, about a gay romantic comedy where two guys fall in love, I have no interest in it whatsoever. It doesn't mean I'm against gay guys. I don't care. But I have no interest in that. Yet you have the star of the show accusing me and all of you who didn't see it as being homophobes. Back to the phones. Let's talk with uh, Jack in Provo tonight here on the Rod Arquette Show. Jack, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Fine, Rod. Thank you. You know, isn't the point of every story uh, to make the reader want to identify with the protagonist of the story? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't identify with adulterers. I don't identify with gays. I don't identify with LGBTQs. I'm not any of those, and I don't relate to them. I mean, I've got friends in those communities, but at the same time, I I just don't identify with such a protagonist. Why would I want to watch such a story? Yeah, good question. Well, I think a lot of people. I, I, my reaction when I saw the preview at a movie that I was attending a couple of months ago, I, I felt the same way. Why? Why would I want to go see that movie? I have no interest in the movie. Nothing against the gay community, but I just have no interest in the movie. Yet I'm being called a homophobe because I yeah. didn't have an interest in the movie. Yeah, nobody in there for you to identify. With. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, all right, Jack. Thank you. Eight 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 five seven zero eight zero one zero triple eight five seven zero eight zero one zero or on your cell phone dial pound two fifty. Now the other point that I wanted to make on this. And I brought up the movie Birdcage from 19, I think it was 1996, is that it was a movie in which Robin Williams was in. Uh, Robin Williams was very, very popular. It was hard to find anybody out there who, you know, at least... 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Liked Robin Williams. They didn't, you know, they didn't go crazy over him, but I thought Robin Williams was a very funny, funny guy. I mean, he would, you know, you would see him sometimes taking over, you know, he'd appear on late night shows with uh, uh, Johnny Carson or, you know, after that, David Letterman and all the others. He was very funny, and he basically took over the show. I mean, he really did. Um, and because he was in this movie uh, with Nathan Lane and Gene Hackman, uh, I think there was some interest in the movie. People wanted to know what this was all about. It's based on a French play, by the way, The Birdcage. It was very popular, one of the most popular movies of 1996. And, you know, people, Americans went to see it because they thought it was funny. They thought it was good. You know, in this movie, people aren't going to see it because I think, as someone pointed out a moment ago, there is an agenda here. The gay community, those in Hollywood who are pushing the, you know, the gay philosophy on just about everybody nowadays, the American people are saying, I don't need this. I'm not going to watch it. And just because I make that decision doesn't mean I'm a homophobe. All right, more of your calls and comments coming up. 888-570-8010-888-3. Download the free iHeartRadio app and discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. You're just joining us now. We're uh, talking about this uh, movie that premiered over the weekend. It is a movie called Bros, B-R-O-S. It is a uh, the for Hollywood's really first gay romantic comedy. Uh, the marketing of Bros uh, was expected to be enough to draw an audience. Well, <laughs> it didn't work out. Because the movie bombed. I mean, bringing in a laughable $4.8 million. Uh, and it bombed. I, 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 the fact that it bombed was probably the funniest thing about the movie. Because, you know, so much money was spent on the production of the movie, the marketing of the movie, and then they get nothing. And, of course, the star of the movie, a guy by the, actor by the name of Billy Eichner, comes out and says, well, it bombed because Americans are all homophobes. They, they don't want to watch a uh, gay romantic comedy. He may be right. On one point, no, we do not want to watch a gay romantic comedy, but that does mean we're homophobes. 888-570-8010-888-570-8010. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, back to the phones we go. Let's hear what Lynn in Eden has to say tonight here on the Rod Arquette Show. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Rod. How are you tonight? I'm well. What are your thoughts on this, Lynn? My thoughts are the trailer stunk. <laughs> the trailer wasn't 
It did. It wasn't in- intriguing. It wasn't interesting. It was corny. It was kind of shallow, superficial. So maybe if they had a better trailer, but maybe the trailer does represent the movie, but watching the trailer made it. It wasn't intriguing for me to want to see the movie. When you saw the trailer, Lynn, Lynn, when you saw the trailer, what did you, I mean, what did you initially think? That it wasn't for me. (laughs) I thought it was corny. I I thought, you know, just something I wouldn't want to spend my money or my time watching. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's unfortunate that uh, the producer is responding the way that he is because I think it's just going to turn more people off to the movie or maybe he's trying to get some attention, but I think it's unfortunate that he has to resort to name calling when I think like you along the lines that people are pretty accepting. If, if a movie's funny, you know, we're pretty accepting to different lifestyles in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think people will accept certain things, but they don't like being called names because you didn't buy a product. I mean, if you didn't buy a product and the maker of that product then came and called you a name, what would you think? Would you ever buy the product again? <laughs> Lynn, I don't think I would. No. No, I would not. No. All right, Lynn, thank you. Let's go to Reed in Salt Lake City and see what Reed has to say on this tonight. Reed, how are you? Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Doing good, Rod. Hey, I just did a little bit of math associated with this, and apparently over the weekend, every theater, because this is a wide release, made about $1,500 per show. <laughs> now, if you, that, you say, okay, now that's not too bad, but it, actually, if you, if you back it out, you realize probably 10 showings per theater over the weekend. That means an average, if you take 15, divide it by that, you're only getting just about 15 or so. You're, you're not getting very many people to see each showing. Average about 15 per show. Contrast that with Top Gun Maverick that I went after. It's been out six weeks, and you still had, on a Thursday, still had about 50 people in the theater. And so here, here's the thing. Also, if you take the... the Five million uh, that it made. I'm I'm being generous. I'm rounding up. It's four point nine. If you take and say the average ticket price is about ten bucks, that means five hundred thousand people watched it. Well, from my understanding, according to the statistics, the gay and lesbian community is around ten to fifteen million people. Yeah. That means ninety. If only people that saw it were gay, that means that ninety five percent of the LGBT people didn't see it. So are they also homophobic weirdos? I'm just curious. <laughs> That's a very good point, Reed, because I thought of that as well. I mean, a lot of gay people didn't go see this movie. So I guess they're homophobes too. I, I, I'm with you, Reed. I can't figure that one out. Must be that's the case. Well, I guess 95, I guess 95% are anyway. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, Reed. Good on the numbers, by the way. In Orem, let's talk with David and see what David has to say on this tonight. David, welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Thanks, Rod. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. I just wanted to, I was I was thinking about uh, these people that are so upset and calling people names. They, it seems that their happiness is rooted on our acceptance of something that they've done or, or want to want to do. But my happiness is not dependent on their acceptance of anything that I do. Oh, good so point. I think if if your happiness if your happiness is dependent on my acceptance of your of, of things you're doing, maybe you want to reconsider your priorities. Ah, good point. 
Good point. All right, David, thank you. And thank you for being a first-time caller. I mean, think about this. I mean, being called names doesn't help it. Uh, and the American people, here, here's another thing to think about. The American movie-going audience, and I think good movies, people are going to turn out for. And I, I, I think we saw some, there were two or three good movies this past summer that I went to. Top Gun was one of them. Uh, what else? I also saw Jurassic World. I know. It, it, it's a bunch of dinosaurs chasing people around to see if they want to eat them. I thought it was pretty entertaining. And after the first one, and I read the book, Michael Crichton's book, and then saw the first Jurassic Park. Uh, after that, I didn't see many of them at all, all right, because I thought they got kind of silly. But this one, I went, now nah, I just wanted to have fun. I thought it was just fun. And then I went and saw, what's it called, Where the Crawdads Sing, something like that, which I thought was an interesting movie. That's about the only three, three, four movies I've seen so far this year. And I'm thinking, you know, if the way this movie has bombed, and it has bombed, folks, let's be real honest, this, this, this movie didn't go anywhere. Uh, maybe the American people are telling Hollywood we aren't interested in this type of movie. You know, it's not going to happen. Now, they were interested back in 1996 with Birdcage, but it had Robin Williams, Nathan Lane, and Gene Hackman in the movie. The story was interesting. This one apparently wasn't very interesting. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, and the American people just say, you know what? A romantic comedy with two guys falling in love with each other and kissing all over the place? Nope, not going to accept it. Maybe Hollywood will get the message. My guess is no, but we can only hope. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. More of your phone calls, 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 215, say, hey, Rod. More of your calls coming up. On center stage today, Soundsleep Medical with Melissa. Melissa, we want to get to the offer that you've got for people today, but let's talk about people who, the consequences of not treating your sleep problems and not and not taking care of it. What kind of problems does this cause? You know, it's a bigger deal than people think, Rod. You know, they might say, well, yeah, I stop breathing or I have a snoring issue. Big deal. Mm -hmm. But it is a big deal. Um, if you have untreated sleep apnea, your risk for all sorts of things go way up. Things like um, dementia and stroke, memory loss, mental confusion, issues with your heart like high blood pressure. Um, it's a really long list. And, and even your metabolism. People don't realize that maybe they're working out and dieting and they just cannot drop those pounds. It could be that you have untreated sleep apnea. It's messing up your metabolism, and that's why you're having a hard time losing weight. And is, there, is it right, Melissa, that uh, if you have sleep apnea, you, you stop breathing at night? Is that right? Absolutely. Wow. You stop breathing multiple times during the night. Hmm. And, you know, again, red flags for that are snoring, a morning headache, um, daytime fatigue. You've got to find out whether or not you have it to kind of protect your health. And that's what we're offering today is a free sleep screening test. This is a test that you get to do at home in your own bed. And age 40 and over, never done one, you really need to call now. And that's a good time of year. At the end of the year, most people have met their deductible. How does that help them out? That's right. If you've met your deductible, give us a call because this oral appliance is likely covered by your health insurance. And we're in network with many, many companies. If you've got that benefit and you're not using it, um, it's just going to waste. All right. Give them the offer one more time. Call right now, 801-438-7447. You will get a free sleep screening test in, and that you get to do in your own bed, but also the free sleep consultation. Come and talk to one of our specialists in our seven offices. 
Let us know what's going on with your sleep and see if we can't help you out. You want a good night's sleep? Turn to the folks at Sound Sleep Medical. You just heard Melissa mention the offer today. Again, they have seven locations to serve you. Give them a call right now to take advantage of this great offer. 801-438-7447. Mention my name. Again, SodaWeightLoss.com. And everybody, say it with me. Soda means state of the art. All right, before we uh, get to more of your phone calls here on the Rod Arquette Show, you know, let's give something away, right? Let's give these uh, Reba McIntyre tickets away right now. Uh, Reba McIntyre, I I think I mentioned this briefly yesterday. I saw her a couple of years ago down in Vegas. She was with Brooks and Dunn's. Brooks and Dunn there at uh, Caesars Palace, the Coliseum there at Caesars. And they put on a whale of a show. Oh, it was a good show. And let me tell you what, Ronnie Dunn, of Brooks and Dunn is one funny guy. I mean, very dry sense of humor. But they had a terrific show. Well, Reba, back out on the road, and she'll be coming to Utah on March 25th at the Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City. And right now, we're going to give you a chance to win a pair of tickets, all right? Uh, right now, we'll take, uh, oh, we have two winners. Two winners and two tickets, all right? Callers number five and six, then 888 888- 5708010 if you're caller number 5 or 6 you'll win a pair of tickets to see Reba McIntyre in concert coming up next March uh, Terry Clark and the Isaacs will open the show the tickets by the way go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at ticketmaster.com prize provided by Live Nation there is a radio pre-sale on Thursday from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Ticketmaster the password is Rad Reba R-A-D-R-E-B-A two winners right now for a pair of tickets to see Reba McIntyre she puts on a whale of a show I love Reba always have I think she's just fun uh, March 25th at the Vivint Home Arena. Vivint Arena, I guess what they call it now. All right, callers number 5 and 6, 888-570-8010, 888-570-8010. All right, a um, little bit more, just a, a couple of more thoughts on this uh, movie, Bros. I, uh, Hollywood's really highly produced, I think, uh, gay romantic comedy. A comedy about two guys falling in love with each other. And my first impression when I saw the preview a couple of months ago, uh, first of all, I went, oh, they're going here, huh? They're they're going to try this. And then I said to myself, will the American people accept it? Um, I think there was a poll out a couple days ago by the Deseret News, uh, and it showed that for the most part, the American people have accepted same-sex marriage. Um, And it is the law of the land, and we do respect the law of the land, even though I, I, I've, I've wrestled with it for, I still do today. But these are adults who are making up their decision. Uh, and, you know, and the law says they can do it. I, I, I always worry about the impact on children and uh, gay couples raising children. I just think it confuses kids because kids need a mom and a dad. And so that's been my primary concern over the years. And I think I share that concern with many of you, um, many of you out there. But um, the, I, I don't know if America, you could say, are, are they ready to accept it? I don't know if they're ready. I don't know if they want to accept it. I just think they look and say, okay, we understand there are gay people in our lives today. You know, they continue to push for acceptance. 
And I think for the most part, uh, in the workplace, um, and um, many families struggle with this, but, you know, they they are accepted for the most part. You're sure, there, there are always going to be some people who make, you know, who, who make fun of them and try and put them down. And, but that goes with just about everything in life, you know, and they wanted, I think they want to be a special, well, special treatment, uh, live your life, be happy with who you are and carry on. And that would be my message, you know, and this is where I, you know, I, I, I see all the efforts on part of even a large companies who you would think would be fairly conservative companies in this state, embrace gay pride week and gay pride month or whatever, you know, um, and we've always talked about, well, how about a heterosexual pride month? Uh, I don't think that would work. I don't think we need to do it. I don't think the gay community needs to do it anymore, if you want my honest opinion. You know, I don't know what more they want. Uh, they have uh, marriage behind them now. Uh, and I think a lot of laws around the books which protect gay people now. Uh, so I, I, I think America didn't say, no, we're homophobes and we aren't going to go see a movie like that. I think the American people are saying, we just aren't interested in seeing a movie like that. You know, and, you know, the dollar is expensive. Going to see a movie nowadays is expensive. And I think for the most part, people look and go, no, it's just not for me. And it's not because I'm, I'm a homophobe. It's just because I do not want to see it. It doesn't look very entertaining to me. I mean, the one... The, I have a little formula when I watch, go to the movies, and before the movie starts, you see all the trailers, and sometimes they go on forever. But I, I, I've always, and I think this test has worked fairly well. When I see a movie trailer, and it seems to go on and on and on, that kind of tells me the movie's not very good. It's kind of like they're jamming all the best parts of the movie into the trailer, and the rest of the movie just sucks. <laughs> so I, I, I give it the, the trailer test, what I call the trailer test. Try it sometimes. Go to the movies, look at the trailers. If there's one trailer that seems to go on and on and on, my guess is it is not a very good movie. And I think that happens most often. The really good ones know the perfect time to excite you, to entice you to go see the movie. But the ones that are long... And they're telling me it's not very good. So will Hollywood learn from this? Are they going to try this again? Sure, they will. I mean, but Hollywood is all about money. And if they see the amount of money on this movie that was spent around $40, $46 million, and it only took in four, that may tell them something. All right, we come back. Brand new documentary about what's going on on the border. Fresh ideas and practical advice. Plan your trip and save on tickets at DeseretNewsHomeShow.com. All right, welcome back. Final hour of the Rod Arkendra with you on this uh, Tuesday, October 4th. Uh, I just saw the new ad that Club for Growth has put out concerning the uh, McMillan, McMullen race. Um, it, it's kind of interesting. They're, they're, st- they're still going after him. I mean, and it's going to be interesting to see if he challenges this one. There's nothing on this one that they can challenge. So we'll have to see what happens. But it, it's just interesting. Um uh, and we'll, we'll stay on top of it. Now, I won't be here for the next three days, taking a little break. 
Uh, Greg Hughes, who I know will have a lot to say about this tomorrow, he'll be filling in for me tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. So look forward to that. Greg always does a uh, uh, fantastic job. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Greg filled in for me while I was in Washington at the uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform, their annual radio uh, summit on illegal immigration in this country. And we talked about what's going on in the border. Well, there is a brand new documentary out that takes a look at what's really happening on our border and who possibly is controlling it. Joining us on our Newsmaker line to talk about it is Joshua Phillip. He is host of Crossroads, a senior investigative reporter for the Epic Times. Joshua, how are you? And welcome to the Rod Arquette Show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, real pleasure being here. Thank you. Joshua, why did you want to make this documentary? Well, I can tell it's more of a special feature, but you know, I wanted I wanted to initially just figure out what the heck was going on at the border. I did not actually anticipate finding what I found, and frankly, what I found really, really shocked me. You know, when, when I first went down to the border, I actually initially thought I was going to investigate uh, looking into how the Mexican drug cartels might be harming mm-hmm. the migrants mm-hmm. and illegal aliens, and I thought that was going to be the story. What I found instead is that the United Nations is running this, and the American taxpayers are paying for it. How is the U.N. running it? What are they doing? So what I uncovered, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one part of it. So, you know, one individual we spoke with was a sheriff down at the border. He is telling us crazy stories. I mean, he's dealing with high-speed chases every single day in a small town in Texas. Uh, five or six high-speed chases a day, 100 miles per hour through a small town. They have to shut down the schools. Uh, it mobilizes his entire police force mm. every day, every time. And he tells me when they actually catch these people, they have to hand them over to NGOs, non-governmental organizations. And I'm like, well, who are these NGOs? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, they don't tell you? He doesn't know. They just tell us to hand them over to them. It turns out the National Guard, the Border Patrol, and the sheriffs, the local police even, have to hand over the migrants and illegal aliens to these NGOs. And these NGOs are then busing them all over and flying them all over the country. Turns out the organization running those NGOs is actually active not only in the U.S., but down all the way down south to Panama on the Darien Gap. And that's the Organization of International Migration. It's a branch of the United Nations. And funding that, it gets it, it's on its website, it gets its money from the U.S. State Department. <laughs> American taxpayers are financing this. Pretty amazing. So um, the document knows how migrants are being funneled into the U.S., as you just explained. But uh, what groups are benefiting from this? Obviously, the U.N. and this agency that you just pointed out. But are there other groups benefiting from this as well, Joshua? Well, I think the Democrats think they're benefiting <laughs> from it. I mean, I mean we'll, we'll see, because I, I, think, I think the Latino vote's actually moving against them, and I don't, I don't think they really saw that coming. Uh, one of the reasons why you have George Soros, for example, trying to buy up Spanish-language media right now, uh, they believe that disinformation is swaying Latino voters. So I, I don't think that's going to work out too hot for them. The uh, name of the documentary is called Border Deception, How the U.S. and U.N. are Quietly Running the uh, Border Crisis. Let's talk about the cartels uh, for a minute, Joshua. Um, You take a look at the cartels and how they're involved in all of this. How powerful are the cartels on both sides of the border right now? The cartels are extremely powerful on the Mexican side of the border and also very powerful on the U.S. side. On the Mexico side of the border, they actually control a lot of the government. This is the important thing that I think people are missing. They don't just run drugs. They don't just run human trafficking. They run hospitals. They run agriculture. They run parts of the government. They run ports. 
they have become so powerful and they've corrupted so much of the government there that they've basically overtaken the government. Uh, it's very similar to the situation in Afghanistan where the Taliban was kind of this network of individuals, a criminal network, of course, engaged in the opium trade and, you know, of course, heroin trade, but also playing a governmental role and a terroristic role. The cartels are almost exactly the same. And, uh, you know, the crazy thing, uh, the real crazy thing, is that the legalization of marijuana actually made them a lot more powerful inside the United States, as did the sanctuary city laws. Because now it's actually cheaper. If they want to go into, let's say, Colorado or a place where marijuana is legalized, mm-hmm. you know, have, your, have whatever position you want on that, right? But if they, they go in there, it's cheaper for them to do it illegally, take the fines, eat the fines, and then use, of course, their illegitimate methods to kill their competition, threaten competition, and so on. Even, use, even using, to the point, slave labor in the United States. And when they get busted by the police, the only thing the police can get them on is, like, stealing electricity or stealing water. Wow. Wow. Joshua, the people uh, uh, who live on the border, the Mexican side of the border, the average everyday Mexican who lives on the other side of the border— do they see the cartels as almost replacing government and they could depend on the cartels for food, for employment, for hospital care, for schools almost? I mean, have the cartels become a part of their lives that they see the cartels as or, uh, an organization that is taking better care of them than their own government? At this point, the cartels and the government are so closely intertwined and you know, the federalities and the police so closely intertwined, they're almost indistinguishable. Uh, in fact, you go to some parts of Texas, like uh, Eagle Pass type mm-hmm, area, mm-hmm. You, you, have a- you have areas where the cartel is the government. The cartel is the government. They're, they're the same, basically. And, you know, you actually had issues where a lot of uh, Mexicans, for example, began actually taking up arms and fighting back against the cartels, taking back towns and taking back, you know, whole areas. And the government itself intervened and stopped the citizens from doing that. And so, you know, really, it is it is to the point now where, where the government itself is almost, almost a failed state. They're, they're a kleptocracy at this point. And the interesting thing is a lot of Mexicans do not support that. Putting something together like this and working in television for a long time and doing documentaries, it takes a lot of work. I mean, how difficult was it to try and put this story together, Joshua? Well, I, I don't know if I'd say it was difficult. Um, you know, I, I've been a reporter since 2006 and investigative reporter since 2008. And so I, I, I've, I've covered enough stories long enough where I have general knowledge about a lot of stuff. It, I would say what was actually kind of difficult was maybe the finding something I completely did not anticipate finding, which was kind of, you know, exploring this issue and investigating this issue, just having it slowly come together and then having that what the heck did I just find moment where, you, you know, I needed to go back and just read a ton and research the websites of these organizations and then talk to a whole bunch of experts to find out what's going on. Uh-huh. I, did not, I did not anticipate finding the heavy, heavy involvement of the United Nations. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What is it going to take to resolve this situation? Well, you know, in terms of resolving the situation, I, I, have, I have two thoughts on this. On one side, I actually believe the Biden administration and the Democrats in particular, I think they may have shot themselves in the foot, to be honest. Because what you're finding is that they basically threw the doors wide open. They say, everybody come and get it. Uh, they, the immigrants, the migrants, if, if they are applying for asylum or the illegal immigrants, they can apply for $40,000 interest-free travel loans. $40,000. Wow. And, 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 of course, how do you even tell who they are? You know, mm-hmm. when, when they're on, If you're on the Mexico side of the border, absolutely covering the ground are ID cards, passports, other identifying documents, because before they cross over the water, they all discard their identities. And, you know, one of the reasons they do that is because they want to defraud the amnesty system. They, they need to lie about their country of origin to defraud the amnesty system. But the, one of the consequences of that is how can the government even know whose people are? Especially when you get into sanctuary states, because sanctuary states make it so they get the police and so on, cannot access the ICE databases, which have the international databases. There's no way of tracking these people. There's no way of holding them accountable to the debts they owe, the $40,000 uh, interest-free travel loans get to pay back within a few years. There's no way, no system to do it if you don't even know who they are. And mm. again, I'll mention that you know the the voting dynamics are flipping. Interestingly, it used to be that about 80 percent of Latin Americans are voting Democrat, and that's shifting now. So I, I don't know if the Democrats are playing their cards right with this. Well, if that is their agenda. If people want to see the documentary again, it's called Border Deception: How the U.S. and the U.N. are quietly running the border crisis. Where could they find this, Joshua? And they can find it on epictv.com. That's E-P-O-C-H-T-V.com. All right. Joshua, as always, great chatting with you. Good luck with future projects. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. On our Newsmaker line, Joshua Phillip. He is a host of Crossroads, also a senior investigative reporter at the Epic Times. More coming up on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. We're an iHeartRadio station. It's always great to have Melissa from Sound Sleep Medical taking center stage today. Melissa, let's talk about getting a good night's sleep, and you've got a great offer for people that we want to mention right away. What's the offer today? It is a great offer, Rod. Call now during the show, 801-438-7447. Calling that number will get you a free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices, but also today a free sleep screening. This is a little kit of equipment that you use at home in your own bed, Bring it back to us the next day, and we can download it, tell you within minutes whether or not you have sleep apnea. And we'll give you that number again at the end here if you want to take advantage of this offer. All right, how do I know I have sleep apnea? Good question. If you snore, if you struggle with daytime fatigue, or if you frequently wake up with a morning headache, those are all red flags that you might have sleep apnea, which is a pretty serious condition where you're essentially oxygen-deprived when you sleep. And it affects all sorts of body systems. Okay. Um, And does everybody have it? Um, You know, if they can't sleep, is it generally sleep apnea? There's all sorts of sleep issues out there, Mm -hmm. Rod. But if you are age 40 and over and you've never done a sleep screening test, you really need to. 
the only way to know for sure whether or not you have sleep apnea is to do a test. It will let us know whether or not you stop breathing during the night. What happens with your oxygen? Do you um, change? Mm -hmm. But when you change body positions, what happens then? Um, So it's really important to do a sleep screening test. And with the offer today, it's free. All right. Let's give that offer one more time. Call right now, 801-438-7447. That free sleep screening test, free sleep consultation, absolutely no obligation. Come and give us a look. Take advantage of this great offer right now from Sound Sleep Medical. Let me give you the number again, 801-438-7447. They have locations in Utah up and down the Wasatch Front, so find out more. Green CDS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, Target, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. All right, welcome back to the Red Arquette Show. Yankee fans, he did it. That's right, Aaron Judge, leadoff home run tonight against the Texas Rangers down in Texas. Arlington, as a matter of fact, their new ballpark right near Cowboy Stadium, as a matter of fact. Leadoff home run for Aaron Judge, 62, surpassing Roger Maris' 61, a record that has been uh, there since 1961, as a matter of fact. Uh, There's a debate if he's the pure home run king because questions about performance-enhancing drugs with Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire over the years will linger. So there are a lot of the baseball purists believe that he is the new home run king. But Raj, uh, but Aaron Judge hitting number 62 tonight against the uh, Texas Rangers. What do they have, E-Ray? Two or three games left. The season's is, is it Does it wrap up tonight? Really? One more tomorrow? One more tomorrow, and then they go into the playoffs. Well, so I, I think Maris hit his on the last game of the season. I, th- I think, as I recall. So, kind of interesting. All right. Um, Europeans. Boy, you know, people who live in Europe could be headed for a very tough winter. And that's why a group of energy experts have sounded the alarm on Europe's energy crisis as a clear and present warning here in America. They sent a letter to a House Minority Leader, hopefully Majority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, and Senate Minority Leader, hopefully Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, Raising this point and joining us on our Newsmaker Line, among those who wrote that letter, is Gregory Wrightstone. He is Executive Director of CO2 Coalition. Gregory, great to have you on the show. Why did you write this letter, Gregory? Well, there, it's a portent of what's uh, and a foreboding of what we may see and will see in America if we keep going down this uh, green energy road. If we keep abandoning reliable, abundant, affordable energy, that we can only get uh, from natural gas and coal-fired electricity. Uh, nuclear is, is reliable and abundant, but it's a bit more expensive. Uh, what they're proposing uh, is what we're seeing today, particularly in Germany and the United Kingdom, uh, uh, with quadrupling and quintupling of electricity prices and more. Uh, it's leading to complete shutdowns of, of industries because they can't afford the electricity price. We see that already rolling out in New England because New England itself is somewhat isolated uh, from natural gas supplies from the rest of the United States due to uh, wrong-headed policies in New Jersey and New York preventing pipelines from being constructed. Uh, those bans on pipeline are, are keeping natural gas, low-cost natural gas, from the shale fields of the eastern United States to get to New England. And then that's compounded 
in New England uh, by the Jones Act. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not they're not allowed to import inexpensive gas LNG in the form of LNG from uh, Texas and Louisiana into the New England states because you need, according to the Jones Act, if you remove product from one American port to another, it needs to be on an American flag uh, carrier, and there are no American flagged LNG carriers. So now they're having to buy expensive. Um, liquefied natural gas to come into New England at much more, much higher costs hmm. uh, than if they could buy it in the United States. And so we've seen uh, their electricity prices triple uh, in the last month. Uh, with new PUC rates I saw in New Hampshire, for example, it tripled. Um, that's that's a that's an un, well, I was going to say unintended, but it's it's fully intentional. The the effort to raise fossil fuel prices. Yeah, I noticed today, you're speaking of gas, there was a comment from a top government official in Germany warning that gas may run out over the winter months. How bad could it get in Europe this winter? Well, we see that some analysts are predicting, one analyst said there's a 99.9% chance of blackouts in Germany. Uh, that That's about as close to as sure as you can get. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, I, I'm not an expert. I don't, I don't have deep knowledge about that myself to make that judgment, but it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. And Germany made the wrong boneheaded decision to move away from uh, coal and nuclear uh, and natural gas and try and, and embrace this uh, renewable energy uh, push. And I, I don't call them renewables. I call them unreliables. Because uh, we see in 2021, for one reason or another, the winds wind has died down during that year significantly. So the wind turbines aren't generating as much electricity as planned. And, of course, Germany's a really bad, bad. Northern latitude countries uh, are, are infamous, infamous for their just horrible uh, potential for solar photovoltaic electricity. Mm-hmm. What I find fascinating as well, Greg, is that um, Europeans have been warned you're going too quickly here. But there are some European leaders who are doubling down on this and saying we're headed in this direction come hell or high water. I mean, what are they doing over there? It's that, that, That's a pretty good question. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, particularly in the Netherlands, if you look what they're doing there. But but actually, we look in the Netherlands. They're, they're, they want to do away with fifty percent of their of the farms, privately held farms, yeah. because of this mistaken notion that nitrous oxide is a is a terrible greenhouse gas uh, and it'll lead to more warming. Well, we, we're completing a study right now that's much needed on nitrous oxide and nitrogen to show that both the combination of methane and N two O will cause. Now, are you ready? You're sitting down. Yes. I hope it'll cause a warming to the atmosphere of one-tenth of one degree by the year 2100. Wow. Well, you can't even measure that. Wow. Well, I can yeah, it's pretty, I can, pretty dangerous. Yeah, I can feel the heat already. Um, what leads you to believe, at this point, Greg, that you see America headed in the same direction? What what signs are you seeing there that says, guys, we're going down the same path they, they're doing in Europe? Oh, my, my Lord. Just virtually everywhere you look, most of these these, these um, states and their governors and their and their legislatures are are mandating unreliable renewable energy in the form of, of wind turbines and, and solar panels. We see it here. I'm calling you from Virginia today. Mm-hmm. There's a huge offshore wind facility that they're planning 
uh, off the coast of Delaware, which is just uh, next to us here, uh, and in along Virginia. And these are these are monstrous wind turbines. You'll be able to see them from shore, and at night you'll see just an entire row of blinking. Where where it used to be beautiful dark vista, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'll see a row of blinking red lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just that's just visual pollution. Uh, but again, they're pl- they're planning to put these these wind turbines up in the middle of the endangered right whale uh, migration routes, and it, it's going to wreak havoc havoc there. We know that um, advances we see it in Governor Newsom in, in yeah. uh, California, mm-hmm. just boneheaded uh, decisions <laughs> to to do away with reliable coal-fired, natural gas-fired nuclear plants. This at least he, he turned yeah. around on the Diablo nuclear yeah. plant. At least there. on that one he did, yeah. You sent a right. letter, yeah, you sent a letter to McConnell and, and, and uh, McCarthy hoping that the Republicans gain control of both houses here in a few weeks. What do you hope they would do? I mean, what could they do legislatively to change the direction we're heading in now? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill well we could open up uh, federal lands for for leasing in the gulf of mexico and particularly well no, gulf of mexico and alaska uh, two of the largest untapped natural or uh, oil fields in in north america are located in alaska both of those have been shut down by the biden administration we could hold their feet to the fire um, we could we could roll back some of these uh, or try and try and roll back some of the EPA regulations that are um, over-regulating uh, coal-fired natural gas fire plants. Uh, there's there's a lot that could be done, but mainly in the front of uh, promoting uh, natural gas and oil development. And, and to some extent, coal. We can burn coal for electricity very cleanly with the right technology. So the only thing that comes out those stacks. Or carbon dioxide and water vapor. That that that's easily done. It's a little bit more expensive to build those, um, but at least we we have we won't be looking at brownouts and blackouts. We're facing those here in the United States at some point. Boy, that's kind of scary. Greg White Wrightstone, he is executive director at CO2 Coalition. He was uh, one of the uh, several energy and environmental experts warning that green policies causing European Europe's crisis could be coming to the United States as well. The Rod Arkencio rolls along on this Tuesday right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, stock market had a good day yesterday, another pretty good day today. And you're trying to figure out, wait a minute, we're in bear country, bear territory right now. It's a bear market. You know, when is it going to get back to being a bull market? Well, it may be on its way. So where does that leave you 
when it comes to your investment portfolio. If you're looking for guidance as to how to navigate these troubled waters when it comes to inflation and recession, stagflation, whatever, Trajan Wealth approaches wealth management by looking at a longer time horizon. Their advice to clients is to focus really on what your long-term financial objectives are rather than the day-to-day gyrations in the markets. That's why you need to sit down with the experts at Trajan Wealth to get their advice. Check out Trajan Wealth today if you want true experts and personalized financial advice when it comes to investing. They provide the personal touch of a dedicated financial team. Their goal is to establish a relationship that really leaves you feeling comfortable and confident in the decisions that you make for your financial future. Find out more. Set up a free one-on-one consultation with Trajan Wealth today so they can give you an idea of what they can do for you. 801-89. Group by dialing pound 250 from a mobile phone and say the keyword Bishop Gold or visit bishopgoldgroup.com. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, final half hour of the Rod Arquette Show. We've got a question for you. Growing up, did you ever play a game with, you know, two or three kids, and one of them was so upset that they lost that they take the ball and go home? <laughs> you ever run into kids like that before? They're out there, and it does happen, right? Is that exactly what the Democrats are doing when it comes to the Supreme Court? The Supreme Court has ruled, the conservative court has ruled against abortion, leaving it up to the states, not the federal government. There are several key rulings as well. And what are the Democrats now doing? They're basically taking their ball and going home. They're attacking the court from liberal just, uh, from the liberal legal community to the media, attacking the integrity of the Supreme Court. Joining us on our Newsmaker Line to talk more about that is Beckett Adams, Program Director of the National Journalism Center, also with the Young Americans Foundation. Um, uh, Beckett, thanks for joining us tonight. Are you surprised with the comments that some members of the Supreme Court are now saying about the court itself? I mean, this is part of the playbook. We see this, we've seen this for years. If something doesn't go Democrats' way and the conservative uh, notches a victory, Democrats do whatever they can to undermine the legitimacy of that victory, to have people questioning it from day one, uh, going forward, saying, oh, well, you know, it's a win, but with a big L asterisk next to it. We saw this, I mean, if you think about it, there are several people who are voting for the first time, and some who have just voted for one presidential election in their lifetime, young people, have never lived through a Republican presidency that has been deemed legitimate by Democrats. Democrats fought George W. when he beat Gore. They uh, opposed him when he defeated Kerry. Uh, they spent the entire Trump era talking about Russian assets, uh, uh, you know, putting a president in the White House. And then in smaller, you know, elections, you had them, uh, to this day, you have um, Stacey Abrams claiming the mm-hmm. victory in, um, in Georgia was illegitimate. And now it's no surprise then, having seen the Supreme Court go slightly towards conservatives, that you have people, including Supreme Court justices, including Elena Kagan coming out and saying, well, you know, we might not be legitimate anymore because 
conservatives are now notching up victories. You know, that's what I find more surprising than anything, Beckett. I want to get your reaction to it. The media, of course, the liberal legal community has been pounding on the court since the Dobbs decision. But now I don't recall members of the court themselves kind of attacking the legitimacy of the court until now. That's a bit surprising, is it not? Yeah, it is. It's actually something that uh, it's one of those things that you see and you're like, this feels different. This feels weird. So you have to go to people who are uh, more seasoned than myself, uh, people who are more familiar. And I asked them, and I was like, this, this isn't normal. I, I don't recall, for instance, Justices Clarence Thomas or Samuel Alito, of course, conservatives who have been in a minority on many decisions for the past several years. I don't recall them going out and sort of winking and nudging at the idea that these that the liberal bloc handing down liberal decisions that are unconstitutional threatens the very core of our institution. They haven't done that. This is different. So different that it's actually a news item that you have uh, Justice Roberts and Justice Alito himself kind of pushing back on Kagan, telling her, you know, you're crossing a line and going a bit far with this. It's very different. But as I wrote, this isn't something we should be too surprised by. We can be uh, obviously concerned. We can be disturbed, but it doesn't surprise me, given this is what they do. This is what liberals do when things don't go their way, and conservatives, conservatives aren't allowed to win. And when the conservatives win, it's clearly because they, they cheated or there was some irregularity. Like, as I wrote, 2019, uh, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren said very clearly when she was speaking to Al Sharpton's, uh, um, his, uh, his group, when she mm-hmm. said massive voter suppression prevented Stacey Abrams from becoming the rightful governor of Georgia, and then she said, they know that a durable majority, they being Republicans, know that a durable majority of Americans believe in the promise of America, and they know that if all the votes are counted, we will win every time. That's a statistical improbability that you will win every time. What she's saying is, if they win, it's only because they cheated, because we only win. Only we are allowed to win. That's very clear. She's saying it out loud. So, to my point, it's not surprising that we see Kagan out here doing this, because it's just a, a page from the rule book. Do the Democrats want the court to rule based on public opinion and not on the Constitution, Becky? Because that's what it sounds like to me. Well, that's what's interesting, Kate. In a lot of her public com- recent public comments, Kagan has stressed that the court should not be ruling through public opinion and should make decisions based on what the people want. So she has been careful to sort of reemphasize that, which makes it only more puzzling that she would go out and say, you know, these having these decisions come down over, you know, after a turnover on the bench and makes us all, it makes everyone question whether or not we're a legitimate authority. But she has said that we shouldn't be doing this through public opinion. And that is uh, different, or it does different, rather, from what many in the commentary in the media and Democrats have been saying, which is, you know, uh, support, the Supreme Court should be ruling according to the rule of the people. It's a popularity contest. If the people want it, the court should rule. But as you and I both know, that's not how good law uh, works. Well, that's not how it should be enforced. Yeah, well, I found it interesting as well. I think it was on CNN last night. You had, uh, I think it was Scott Jennings on defending the court. You had Paul Bogali going after the court. And he basically said, look, you know, the four conservative, four right-leaning justices were confirmed by senators from small states that represent a minority of the American people. So why don't we listen more to the majority? I mean, that was his argument against what the court is doing right now. Uh, he's smart enough to not be that stupid. He doesn't even <laughs> believe what he's saying. The Senate is not created to represent the majority of the people. If only, if only there were a branch that were somehow representative of population. You could even call it, oh, I don't know, a House of Representatives. The Senate is meant to represent the will of the states. And the Senate is made up with two senators from each state to ensure that everyone gets a say and that no one state, based on pure population, has uh, sort of total control and can bully the other states. You know, what's really frustrating about this point 
is the people you hear complaining about, oh, California should have more representation than Wyoming. I have never heard them make the argument that Texas should have more than Rhode Island. It never goes that direction. It only is about red states. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, the other point I'm, I, I wanted to make, are you, are you surprised at all, Beckett, knowing the, the uh, opinion of, again, the liberal uh, journalist, one and the same, I think, uh, the liberal uh, legal community attacking the court, and now you have public opinion out there also saying trust in the court is at an all-time low. Well, no wonder. It's constantly being bombarded with this criticism. Well, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. If it doesn't go your way, there's no such thing as, it uh, hasn't been at least since George W. versus, versus Gore, um, losing with dignity. It's, if you can't win, the very least you can do is undermine them, have people question have everyone fight, have everyone, uh, as they said during the Trump era, resist uh, every step of the way because it's not legitimate. It's, there's no dignity in, in losing to conservatives. They don't take it as just that, well, we lost this time, so let's dust ourselves off and try again. Which is funny because you look to the pro-life movement, which has spent 50 years quietly, calmly, and diligently fighting to have Roe overturned, and then they got their victory. I don't know if it's the liberals or the left are too impatient or too lazy, but they don't want to do the hard work or the slog. You know, if they don't like the way Roe, uh, pardon me, if they don't like how Dobbs was decided, then they can plan marches every year for the next 50 years and then work to have the courts review the law. They can try doing that, or they can just go on national television and talk about how uh, California senators should have more representation than Wyoming senators, which is just plump, stupid reading of how the Senate's supposed to work in the first place. It's just rewriting the game because it's Calvin Ball is what they want. They don't want to play a game with a set rule book. They just want to amend the rules whatever way they can to make sure they win. That's why you have them. You know, people like Senator Warren going out there as bold as she is saying, you know, we will win every time. That's just, first of all, again, a statistical improbability, but it's also saying very clearly, yeah, no, we will never recognize the legitimacy of conservative victories. If we don't win, we will then chip away any way we can to make sure that they are undermined. Now they're going to take their ball and go home. Beckett, thank you very much. Beckett Adams, Program Director of the National Journalism Center, joining us right here on the Radar Catch-Up. More coming up on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Sound Sleep Medical and Melissa taking center stage today. Let's talk about the great offer you have for people who are just trying to get a good night's sleep, Melissa, but they can't. What kind of an offer do you have today? Call right now during the show, 801-438-7447. Come and see us for a free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices, but also today with the offer, a free sleep screening test. This is the way you can find out whether or not you have sleep apnea. We're nearing the end of the year. Let's talk about deductibles. What happens or is this a good time for people? It's a great time, Rod. You know, coming to see us is free, no Mm -hmm. obligation, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned. But if you want to treat your sleep apnea with the oral appliance that we do at Sound Sleep Medical, it is likely covered by your health insurance. Um, it's been studied and proven to work, so many, many health insurance companies, including Medicare, will help with you help you with this. And it is a great time of year because many of us are meeting those deductibles. You likely have an insurance benefit, so you may as well come in and use it. Now, you offer an oral appliance instead of a CPAP machine. What is the advantage of that? Good question. You know, a CPAP uses a mask and a hose. Um, you need electricity and distilled water. With the oral appliance, it's just a custom-made mouthpiece, something you wear on your teeth just at night. It stabilizes your lower jaw to keep your airway open, oxygen levels up, much, much easier than a CPAP uh, machine for camping, travel, and really, if you need a backup, what do you do if the power goes out with your CPAP? And these are custom-fitted, correct? 
Absolutely. We do a 3D digital scan in every office. So it's going to be the perfect size, perfect fit for you. Like I said, really comfortable and a much easier way to treat sleep apnea. All right. Let's give them that update. All right. Let's give them that offer one more time. What you've got. What do you have today? 801-438-7447 is the number to call. You will get that free sleep consultation in one of our seven offices. Also, the free sleep screening test. Seven locations to serve you up and down the Wasatch Front with Sound Sleep Medical. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.